So then, back again for another episode of this. Yeah, well, what else were we going to do? Just screaming at my microphone the entire time. I wouldn't suggest screaming at a microphone. That would cause distortion and be pretty much unnecessary. And would uh, maybe kill headphone users? Or yes, probably. But we don't want to. They've done nothing wrong. All they've, they've done, done is buy. Nothing wrong to us. No. Okay. Okay. Um, so we did. Mega Man 2 last time? Yeah, we did. Um, so, sticking on the sort of Nintendo vibe at the minute. Uh, uh, but going up a console generation. At about 10 years? Uh, something like that, yeah. yeah it was um, in 19. It was 19. Wait, if this was like. If it released. In, if Mega Man 2 released in 1990, then this game came. Four years out. later. Christ, I'm human. Yeah. So, uh, um. We're going to be talking about Super Metroid. Yes, Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. Cue the jazzy theme music. So, Super Nintendo Mm -hmm. was released originally. Super Nintendo. Super Metroid was released on the Super Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, Super Nintendo was released on the Super Nintendo. Nintendo, For for the Super Um, Nintendo on the year of Super Nintendo. I remember talking the other day and we were talking about how game releases often come out in like the... In the by Christmas, sort of November time, October, November, and then I thought in my head, I thought, no, I have a memory of it and that not always being the case. Yeah. And to put a finer point in it, I was utterly convinced that Super Metroid came out in the summer, and I googled it. I was proven right in Europe anyway, because it came out in uh, July the twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. It also, as I've explained to you many, many times, had a box which... We'll get to that. We'll get into that. All right, yeah, okay. I've written that down. Have you written that down in your notes? Yeah, okay, right, no problem. Yeah. We'll save that so, later. Super Metroid is the sequel to Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. Well, it basically is the... Technically, it's Metroid 3, because yeah. after... Because what? The first one just involves killing, murdering Mother Brain. Yes. And the second one is hunting down a whole bunch of Metroids on the Game Boy. I don't even want to imagine how that game. Mm, good for its time. I've never had it though. I think that's the one they remade on the um, 3DS a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, Savage Returns. Savage Returns is a remake. Yeah. I need to play that actually. I I will admit I have not played many Metroid games. I've not played the original. Right. I've played. I've the most I've played is Super Metroid. I haven't played the Game Boy one. <laughs> I have. Samus Returns. We have the Rip Prime on the GameCube and Prime, the Prime Trilogy on the Wii. I have not gone around to playing those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I want to. And I've not played Zero Mission or Fusion or no. Other M. We haven't got those two. Not I talking about that one. Yeah, that one's not great. We're talking about the um, Super Nintendo one, which is utterly brilliant. Yeah. Uh, when this came out, uh, I split the cost of the cartridge with well, the game. Not the actual, just... Yeah, not just, well, the actual game, thought uh, I split the cost with your auntie, my sister, Michaela, mm-hmm. and uh, we took it in turns to sort of do pad swaps for a good few weeks of summer holidays that year until yeah. we finished it, and we both really, really enjoyed it and thought it was great. So Super Metroid Holes are kind of nice place in my heart for that reason. It's kind of the first game I played with my sister without... Arguing about it and everything. What so, game did you argue about? Oh, plenty of others. Yeah, okay. had what and you know all this kind of time. Um, but we, um, well, we both really, really enjoyed it. It stars uh, Samus Aran, mm-hmm. who, in a rarity, in a time before Lara Croft came along with Tomb Raider mm-hmm. and made everything you know 
uh, you know, female leads kind of skyrocketed through gaming. Sam's Realm was quite a rarity in that it was a female-led yeah. action game. Before Tomb Raider. Before Tomb Raider, yeah. It was also a game about... Some games you get that... Well, some. Most games you get essentially like power fantasies. They'll give you like massive weapons and all this kind of stuff to yeah. destroy everything. Mm-hmm. But what Metroid games tend to do is they tend to give you that for like the first ten minutes, and, and then and for they... whatever reason, it's taken off you, yeah. and you have to gain all your weapons back over time. Yeah, and the whole gameplay of Metroid is well, we'll get to that in a bit because I've got it written down on my notes, which I just wrote. I can see you've got notes for this. This is good. Yeah, so it released. The game actually released, or as you say, July 19th, 1994 for us. Mm-hmm. April 18th for America and Canada. And uh, March 19th for Japan. Because Japan always gets things out of life. Yeah, well, I say most of the developments in Japan, so yeah. come out there first. Except Yoshi's Woolly World. I remember that coming out to us first. Yeah, we got Yoshi's Woolly World in the other. There's a train going past. There we go. Well, <laughs> I'll so, anyway, my... to um, the gameplay, I just want, I just thought I had a big note here, and I'm like, no, it isn't. It's just the release date, which we already talked about. So the gameplay, we mentioned earlier, like five seconds ago, how Metroid games tend to basically give you every single weapon at mm-hmm. the start, and then throw you against a wall, and you lose all your weapons. Yes. That's what happens in Prime, I'm just like... Something, yeah, it's usually, there's usually some reason why Samus ends up without her weapons when she hits the surface of whatever planet it happens to be in the game that time. Yeah. Super Metroid being absolutely no different. Well, I'm not sure, I think at the start of the game, even, they're not there for whatever reason. They might, uh, be, might be like the man. Just like a little piddly plaster, I remember that much. Uh, but you, it opens with a fantastic like voice sample on a 24 oh meg cartridge. Yes. It's, uh, it's the, you know, the last Metroid is in captivity. Their galaxy is at peace. You might put that sound clip in. Ah, sound, yeah, we can put that there. The Samus takes the last Metroid in a wee jar uh, down to a research station and to drop it off for safekeeping and then gets back in her ship. Well, actually, I think the Metroid can be used for, like, to, like, to aid civilization. Because it's some, some, power some kind of research for... That doesn't matter. We don't care how... Well, she never doesn't get a chance to do anything because eventually um, she gets back in her ship and flies away, job done, but then you get a distress call from the very lab you've actually just left and then you have to go back. And don't, when you go back, the place just... is full of bodies and smashed up bits because yeah. the space pirates have come and nicked off with the Metroid. Name, namely Ridley. Namely, you're all pal Ridley. Space um, Dragon. Space Dragon extraordinaire. Too, too big for Smash Brothers. Too big apparently, yeah, for a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then um, you have to go to the surface of the planet Zebes or Zebes, I can never remember how you pronounce it. And then that's what you end up, that's where the whole game takes place in the underground depths of the planet as you land on the surface and it's. Raining, I remember rightly when you yeah, first landed. Yeah, I think it's always raining. And you end up going through the cave systems and reaching different sections, like Norfair, which is full of like lava and fire. And um, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. There was always like a really cool atmosphere about Super uh, Metroid. Yeah, I will admit it's got kind of yeah. nice atmosphere. Which is difficult to put across in like a 16-bit game. 
in most cases. But it's a lovely atmosphere of sort of isolation and loneliness because Samus isn't like yeah. part of like mm-hmm. a team. She's not like a sort of one woman army. Yeah. But she can, um, you know, you're kind of on your own. But that's kind of part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. It is very very good for that sense. Yeah. Um, you know, you gain such. You've only got a little kind of blaster at the start, but you gain such abilities as the morph ball. Mm-hmm. which allows you to kind of roll up and roll around little small pipes and things like that in small spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, there's missiles as well, so, you know, mm-hmm. something like missiles can open doors and do yeah, more damage. Grappling to beam, ice beam, grapple beam. a lot of beams. Yes, the charge beam as well. So as you get more equipment, you gain access to more areas of the map. Yeah, which then in turn lead you to more weapons to access more areas of the map to go get yeah. more. And that sounds repetitive when I put it like that, but I think it's just finding. Yeah, I mean, there's bits of the map you can see initially, but you just don't know how to get to them yet. And eventually you'll pick up something that mm-hmm. there might be a ledge that's too high or something like that. And, and then you, you get like get the high jump boots and you're like, alright, I can go there now. And go back there, you just got to remember where it is. There's... Uh, that's the reason why we coined this to Metroidvania for as a combination games. of um, Castlevania and Super Metroid, and it's you've got to be going some to have a game that was released all that time ago that still has a bearing, and you know, it, part of its name is used to describe a whole genre yeah. today. Kind of so that's something that Super Metroid let, uh, leaves behind, and it's also the biggest Super Nintendo game, both physically and storage-wise. Yep, 24 meg, like I say, which seems pitifully small now. Yeah, like, couldn't couldn't you legitimately just download, like, Super Metroid? Well, our broadband out here in the country uh, gets about 15 meg a second, so within two seconds you could download Super Metroid in theory, and that's that would be it. Whereas back in 94, that was quite a big cartridge to have. And they did a heck of a lot with that. Um, yeah, like they had a full yeah. voice thing. Well, yeah, I was, the the voice clip at the start is un, was unusual because that wasn't you know voice clips and sound of sound quality that was like a, a rare CD-ROM thing. Well, the wasn't a cartridge. Yeah, wasn't that. Wasn't there an arcade game back in the day that had that? Well, plenty of arcade games did, oh, right. and they can have the hardware to do it. They don't need to, like, you know, yeah, they're the ship that out to your home. They're the size of a door. They can do what they want. Yeah, exactly. They can put whatever you want in the cabinet. But it was unusual from that point of view. Also, the, the music in Superman. And now, Super Nintendo games generally had good music. Yeah, I think uh, I'd say a lot of them have like, quite iconic tracks. Yeah. Then you get a lot of you know the sound chip on the Super Nintendo was excellent yeah. for that Better reason. Better than the Genesis or Mega Drive. No, 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 I can find it. Yeah. yeah um, doesn't the Genesis Genesis just kind of feels really? It's a bit scrapey sometimes. Yeah. But the some of the music in Super Metroid is just very haunting and very sort of. It captures the atmosphere yeah, quite well. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's this kind of like sort of disconcerting alien sort of blips and bloops and singing in the background of some of the tracks. Yeah. We'll probably drop one, a couple of them in. Yeah, well, podcast, well unless we want it to be like the most just doesn't matter. We normally just put music in. So. Yeah, yeah, because you've been doing the editing lately. So. Hey, go me. Yeah. So what did you think of the game coming back to it now? Because obviously I have a lot of sort of baggage and hope attached to this title okay. throughout over the years. Is that is that code for please don't insult my childhood? No, I don't. I, I, no, seriously. I just Whatever your opinion is, it'll be fine. It's okay. Just, but you don't have 
as big an emotional connection to it as I do. I think it's actually, I'd, I'd say it's one of my favourite Super Nintendo games, and I, this is coming from someone who's played like five. Mm, you played a few, more, probably more than five. Yeah, um, it is definitely one of, it, it's one of those games that you kind of feel like you need to play, just because everyone on the internet goes, Oh, Super Metroid, it's the best game ever. Which I think it isn't to me, but I can appreciate it's probably one of my favourite Super Nintendo games. Mm. Yeah, I know a lot of kids my age would probably hate it, because what's this? It's, oh no, it's pixels and ah! It's sprites and stuff. It's not yeah. 3D. I and it's not on the Xbox. No. What this? Yeah, you get, this isn't Fortnite. This is a load of crap. Well, maybe. I mean, it it does it require is. a certain level of patience. It's not a sort of yeah. instant gratification game. I personally just don't really think that like even if a game is like old, old. I don't think that that should affect how I perceive it. I mean, yeah, I know I mentioned in the last podcast how I cannot look at Atari games because genuinely... Yeah, it's a little bit beyond yes. <laughs> no, like, I could deal with NES. Yeah. Not Atari. And nothing right. like that because it's literally just... I just... I was saying, Atari's a bit before my time as well. So. I think it's very good. I actually tr- was trying to, uh, try to do a playthrough of it the other, like, a couple months ago, and I haven't really picked it up since, so I'm going to have to start trying to do that again. I think, um... I think it's really good. I appreciate, um, a lot about it. I think it's great, and I think it refines what the original Metroid did. Because the original Metroid was good, but there was no map. No, I remember. I don't. I, remember, I haven't played the original Metroid that much. I've had a couple of quick blasts of it, but yeah, there's no map in that one. And it's, that was the main complaint about it. And it's quite some of the sort of secret parts that you need to get through to get further in the game are quite obscure and really well hidden. So unless you know where you're going, you know, it's kind of yeah. like they go, "You must bomb the third block along to the left of the door in this room." <laughs> To gain access to the lower floors that enabled you to continue. So it'd be quite easy just to wander aimlessly. I mean, a lot of Metroid is wandering and backtracking. But that's just what makes it kind of fun. Yeah, but it's kind of like a cool thing of cautious progression. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned how it is the largest Super Nintendo game, both in terms of storage, but it's also physically. Well, if you account... Not cartridge, because nobody could change the size of the cartridge. No, you, if you did get into the machine. If you did that, Nintendo would find you. Yeah, this kind of, you know, plugging a cartridge that's like a foot and a half high into your Super Nintendo. Yeah. Ruining any well, shelf space you had. The original packaging for this game in the box was huge. It, it was probably about three times the size of a standard Super Nintendo box. I'd say... Yeah, I'd say... I'd, say, I'd say four, but... Yeah, yeah so, well, certainly a lot bigger. Um, at the time, Nintendo had a bit of a grasp on giving other like third parties the cartridges to physically actually put the games in to sell them. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo would like demand money off third-party publishers to do that and buy the actual plastic cartridges off them and so therefore they part of this deal Nintendo apparently said look you can't change the size of the box 
It has to be this uniform size, this uniform design. Yeah. So you put your own artwork on it, obviously, but... Yeah, so the collectors don't go absolutely insane. Yeah, but they didn't want a situation like... Sometimes in the 90s you had, like, you know, on PC games, you had, like, some PC games would be in, like, hexagonal boxes or huge, massive boxes look like housing a board game. So, mm. But Nintendo chose to break their own rules with Super Metroid and include this box three, four times the size of a standard Nintendo yeah. cartridge with a massive guide and map booklet in the back of it. Yeah. Didn't you not use the booklet when you played it? We tried it? not to, because we thought it was a bit, and I still believe it, it's like if you buy a guidebook on day one, it's a bit too much like giving up already. Yeah. You're anticipating, you know, any time you're stuck, you just be like, oh, well, I'm going to get a guidebook rather than sit and work it out because there's this thing in front of you. I mean, if it's got, like, cool artwork in and things like that, which the Metroid one did a fair bit, remember mm. rightly. I remember seeing the original box for the game in Computer Exchange, mm-hmm. like, and I looked at it and I was like, hello. Yeah. It's, I'm like, you are 70 quid, I yep. wonder why. <laughs> That'll be the reason why. Because you come with a book. <laughs> yes, with a big massive book. I, re- I remember really, when I was doing some research for this game, I managed to find, I don't know if this was like combo kind of box thing that came with a link links to the past too like i think came with like a double box yeah like a double pack thing Um, so it came with super metroid in the box mm -hmm. with the guide Mm -hmm. and a link to the past with everything with it um, and i I don't remember that being a thing, but you could probably physically put another cartridge in that box. Yes, definitely, quite comfortably. Yeah, I would imagine. Probably end up costing like a hundred quid or something. Like that. Uh, probably would have been a good deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you got a guide. For that's like, you. That's you done for a good I'm, few hours at least. That would have been quite good. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to do link to the past at some point on this oh, we podcast. Will. We will. So yeah, I was just interested in your thoughts, thoughts. behind. Yeah, I think it's really good. I'm gonna have to finish it. It does have one of the best. Endings. Game endings as well. Yeah. I think I'd, it, of all the sort of final boss battles I've ever done, Super Metroid is still up there after all these years. Uh, I won't tell you what it all is, obviously, I'll spoil it for you, but yeah. it is. It's one of those boss fights. Fantastic. That, one of those like final boss fights that you just really, really kind of sinks with. Yeah, it's memorable and it's, it's, I think, just the right side of difficulty as well. Yeah. The final boss isn't really sort of like cheesy, it's got a massive weapon so therefore it can just obliterate you in a few seconds and you're just mm. going to die all the time. But it's also mm. difficult enough to provide a little bit of a challenge, for me anyway. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. I'd say that's Payoff at the end is a, a you know, chef's yeah. kiss. Mwah. It's lovely. I've seen, I've, I've seen the ending so I know what I've seen the, oh right, okay, I thought you hadn't. Yeah, the spoiler warning for a 9 or 30 year old game. Yeah. The mother brain thing when she's just about to kill you with a laser but you've saved the final Metroid. So therefore it comes down, drains her power, mm-hmm. and, and then transfers it, it to you, so. and you end up with honking great laser death 3000 thing rifle on your hands, yeah. and you can effectively just wail on Mother Brain. And because you've got this really long sort of spindly neck thing, all your weapons before I've just made her go, uh, 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 with her head, and you move back a bit, you whack her with the sort of Metroid laser, and the heat just goes, boof, like <laughs> <laughs> and it's some of the, one of the best, yeah, one of the best feelings ever in games. Because I say, 
you've gone from having nothing really at all at the start of the game yeah. and throughout the game you get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until you reach this absolute pinnacle of having Samus just all out war machine and then in wonderful traditional Metroid style happens at the start of the game happens at the end you're trying to rush back to your ship to avoid an explosion yeah and you can save like and there's that some animals yes there's some little creatures that you met along your way I intend um, to I think you'll find all the friends are the creatures we met along the way and uh, they I intend to save them all yes if you take a little detour you can like bomb a wall that means they can escape as well quite how they get off the planet I don't know maybe they just go to the other side of the planet maybe but or yeah this is yeah they, they end up yeah. so you but it's it's one of those secret kind of video game things that's dead easy to miss um, if you are rushing through it um, and Metroid contains a lot of little secrets as well that's part of the appeal of Metroid as well it contains a lot of little secrets a lot of little panels that you can suddenly find in bomb and then reach somewhere else entirely you never even knew existed mm. and uh, it's I, a hell I, of a lot of nooks and crannies I agree um, I think final bosses like that are quite good like final bosses are quite hard to judge for me personally Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of getting off topic, but I end up, I don't really end up finishing a lot of games. Like I'll play them, and I won't really... There's a whole list that I've got in my head. Mm-hmm. There's games I intend on finishing. Link's Awakening, uh, like Link's Awakening, the remake is one. Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion 3 I have not finished. Well, I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is partially because of Pokemon Sword and Shield, but... So, like, I think, like, yeah, final bosses for games... Is kind of special. I mean, like the one at sp- the one at the end of Splatoon to like the main campaign. Mm-hmm. I have not finished Doctor Expansion yet. Mm-hmm. It's something I intend to do. That boss is just really fun. Yeah. Um, that's just something. I know I'm getting off topic. Let's get back to Super Metroid. Yeah, well, I think I think we're pretty much wrapped up unless you've got anything. To well, we. What's on the notes? Well, there's a couple more little. Fact, fact bits. Okay. Not as much as Mega Man 2 because I think that because that was such a small NES game, I was kind of like, this is gonna take like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some, but like little factoid bits. But do we really need them? I mean, this is already 25 minutes. Is that like? Okay. We'll cut it there. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that was us. We'll talk about Super Metroid. Um, really. It's great. I love it. It's one of my favourites yeah. of gaming so far. Yeah. So yeah. we'll say goodbye for now. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you lovely people next time. Ta-ta. Bye. The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace.